Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, where we read through the Bible beginning in Genesis and moving our way to Revelation. We are in Genesis chapter 46 today, and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. If you don't have that Bible, remember, you can find it online at Blue Letter Bible or at Bible Hub. Either one of those offers the free translation online. So with that, let's begin. I do pray, Father God, that you open our eyes, ears, and hearts to you and your truth only, and please show us many wisdom and treasures in your word. Thank you, Father. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Genesis chapter 46, verse 1. So Israel, remember that's the name of Jacob that he was later named, okay? So Israel and Jacob are interchangeable. Okay, Genesis chapter 41, verse 1 again. So Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba, or Beersheba, it looks like in English, that's well of the covenant, and offered sacrifices to the God or Elohim of his father Isaac, or Yitzchak. Remember, that's how to pronounce it in Hebrew, Yitzchak, laughter. Then Elohim spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said, Yahov, Yahov, or Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here I am. Now, I want to point out, you hear the word Jacob twice there. God didn't stutter. And many people believe, and myself included, that that's the two witnesses. God always says the matter will be established by two witnesses throughout Scripture. And here, I believe, it is the Father and the Son, both calling out as witness, saying, Yahov, Yahov, Jacob, Jacob. So he said, I am God, I am Elohim, the Elohim of your father. Do not fear to go down to Egypt, for I will make of you a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also surely bring you up again. And Joseph will put his hands on your eyes, or basically close your eyes when you die. Then Jacob arose from Beersheba, Beersheba, and the sons of Israel, or Jacob, carried their father Jacob, their little ones, and their wives, in the carts or wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. So they took their livestock and their goods, which they had acquired in the land of Canaan, and went to Egypt. Jacob and all his descendants with him, his sons and his sons' sons, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and all his descendants he brought with him to Egypt. Now these were the names of the children of Israel, Jacob and his sons, who went to Egypt. Reuben was Jacob's firstborn. The sons of Reuben were Henoch, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon were Yemuel, Yamim, Ohad, Yachin, Zohar and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Goshon, Kohath, and Merari. Now those names will be mentioned a lot in coming chapters, especially in the story of the Exodus, as they define the workload of the Levites and divide it by the families of Levi. Verse 12, the sons of Judah were Aaron, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah, but Aaron, Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Puva, Yov, or Job, and Shiron. The sons of Zebulun were Sered, Elon, and Yaleel. And the reason I always say Y with J is there's no J sound in Hebrew. It's just when they transliterated it into English, they put the J sound there, but it's actually Y, like a Y. These were the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Yahov, or Jacob, in Padam, Padan Aram with his daughter Dina. All the persons, his sons, and his daughters were 33. The sons of Gad were Ziphrion, Hagi, Shumi, Ezron, Ezbon, Eri, Arodi, and Erli. The sons of Asher were Yimna, Ishua, 
Ishui, Beria, and Sarah, their sister. And the sons of Beria were Hever and Machiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban bore to Leah, her son, her daughter. And these she bore to Jacob, Yahov, 16 persons. The sons of Rachel, or Rachel, Yahov's wife, were Joseph, Joseph, and Benjamin. And to Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin, or Binyamin in Hebrew, were Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. <laughs> These were the sons of Rachel, Rachel, who were born to Jacob, or Yahoo, 14 persons in all. The son of Dan was Hushim. The sons of Naphtali were Yazael, Guni, Yezer, and Shilem. These were the sons of Bila, whom Laban bore to Rachel, his daughter, and she bore these to Jacob, seven persons in all. All the persons who went with Jacob to Egypt, who came from his body, besides Jacob's sons' wives, were sixty-six persons in all. And the sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two persons. All the persons of the house of Jacob who went to Egypt were seventy. Then he sent Judah before him to Joseph to point out before him the way to Goshen, and they came to the land of Goshen. So Joseph, or Yosef, made ready his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel, or Jacob. And he presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Basically means they embraced each other and put his head on his shoulder, or basically put his head into the crook of his neck where the shoulder is. Um, the, the, I'm sorry, where the shoulder meets the neck. And Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, because you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and say to him, My brothers and those of my father's house who are in the land of Canaan have come to me. And the men are shepherds, for their occupation has been to feed livestock, and they have brought their flocks, their herds, and all that they have. So it shall be when Pharaoh calls you and says, What is your occupation? That you shall say, Your servant's occupation has been with livestock from our youth, even till now, both we and also our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. So that's an interesting point right there. The Egyptians... And often other traditions like Hinduism and stuff like that, they worship cattle and they have all these pagan gods that are in some form of animals and so they don't eat certain animals and they have different views of animals and put them on different planes and the people who work with certain things are despicable in their eyes. But that's why it's important to know the Bible to see how he makes us different than the nations and what he requires of us and what is abominable to him and what is pure to him. So in this story, I guess the most moving thing to me and what what is pointed out most in this chapter, other than the very hard to pronounce names, just because we're reading English transliterations and trying to make sense of all these names, which often will just kind of, it's just a, it's a genealogy, right? And often we're going to get kind of lost in that and our mind's going to wander. But what I would point out in this chapter in particular to take from it is think about the reunion of Joseph and Jacob. (laughs) Can you even imagine what it would be like to think your son was dead for many years, over a decade? And all of a sudden you learn he's alive and not only alive, but flourishing and in this amazing place of power. 
and you get to embrace him again. You've missed tons of years of his life, so I'm sure there's a bitterness and a sorrow, yet you're also so thankful, and you realize that life is not bound up in what here, what's here on this earth, but it is about the eternal, so you will hopefully get to spend eternity together if you both served God with all your heart. So there's that probably going through your mind. But there's also the thankfulness that God has prepared for your family via what seemed like a really tragic incident, but yet God's using it to provide for the entire family. And so Yeshua Jesus was killed so that we could be reunited with our Father. It's amazing, isn't it, how there's all these little parallels and shadows and stories and things we can relate to. And Israel, another further story with that, another little prophecy, Israel as a nation was cut off. You know, in 720 to 730 BC, in that time frame, the Assyrian army scattered the 10 northern tribes of Israel. And the book of Hosea really, really details this account. But they literally became the Gentiles. They became not the Israelites. And only the Jews remained, those of the southern kingdom of Judah. And isn't it amazing that God will again raise us up, those children up, and they will join to the children of Israel. And they will be, quote, born again. And they will be viewed as God's children once again, not just as, quote, Christians, but as blood Israelites. That's a beautiful story. And they will be reunited, so to speak, with their brethren. So this whole story has so many areas of application. Think one step farther now. And think about when we are born as children in this earth, we're born into evil, and our hearts produce all sorts of wickedness. Out of our heart flows all sorts of wickedness, and we're all of us have strayed in some way and fallen away from God. Yet, even though we're dead, He comes and saves us. And if we receive the gift that He sends out to us, we become born again and are risen from the dead and are again joined to our Father. And through Yeshua's death, that is made possible in his resurrection. So I don't know, there's all sorts of beautiful pictures to like really take from this story, despite just the fact that there's a lot of names <laughs> that can get a little tedious to read. It's a really beautiful story. Anyway, I will end on that. You all have a super blessed day, and, and, and just get into the Word of God, push into the Father, and get closer to Him. Love you all. Have a blessed day.